0: Welcome to A gamer Story. I'm Noah Geekis, avid fan of gaming and gamers alike. Each episode will feature in-depth conversations with gamers from all areas of gaming. Have you ever wondered about the actual gamers themselves? Their motivations? Their home lives? Their quirks? Just how much time they actually spend gaming, and their thoughts on the future of gaming itself? Join me as I ask them just these questions. Are you ready? I'm very excited to welcome our special guest for today's episode of A Gamer Story. Actor, voice actor, and martial arts enthusiast, Todd Fennell. Todd is here today to talk about how he got his start in television and screen acting, and of course, how it led him to voicing characters for video games such as Assassin's Creed 2 and 3 and Far Cry New Dawn. Let's get started. Todd, I'm so excited to interview you today. We've tried this interview a couple of times, but uh, you've been busy, and that's good. That's great. And I'm super excited to finally get to interview you. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, it's like it was like a, a luck charm, because every time, every time we had it scheduled, I had a job at that exact hour. It wasn't even on that day. It was like that exact time. So uh, I'm, yeah, thanks for being so patient, and uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Are you ready to get into the questions?
1: Absolutely. Fire away.
0: (laughs) So, Todd, you've been acting for a long time. You've done everything from Nickelodeon shows to big brand commercials and voiceovers. Uh, How did you begin acting?
1: Well, I was... uh, I actually started in front of the camera before that. I was, uh, I think, eight months old, and I was doing kid clothing modeling for, like, Zellers and Sears and, and all these, like, clothing stores back in the day. And then when I was around four, four or five, I started like, I was watching, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all these shows. And I would memorize all of the lines of all the characters run around and do all the different characters in the basement. And my, my parents were both professional dancers uh, and choreographers. So they saw this and they were like, okay, well, he's got to do something with this. This is pretty cool. And so, yeah, they, uh, it wasn't, Crazy for them to send me to theater school, and I went to a local theater school here in Montreal, the Children's Theater, Montreal Children's Theater, and then from there I got a few, you know, commercials where they auditioned a bunch of kids, and I got one. One I really remember was with a, a chimpanzee, and it was a cheese string commercial, and like the chimp is eating a banana, and I'm eating a cheese string, and I give him a piece of cheese, and he uh, he gives me a piece of the banana, and that was like my claim to fame as a child actor. And then I, I got a, a role on uh, Lassie as a series regular. I did some Goosebumps, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, stuff like that. And then it just kind of, it kind of just logically went one thing to the next. And then luckily in my 20s, I got into voice acting, doing commercials uh, and a bit of cartoons. And I really just fell in love with that because you can you can hyper focus on the performance. And it's, it's totally different than being on a set uh, with hair and makeup and hitting your mark and Finding your light, and there's a lot of technical aspects to that that make it more challenging. Which I I I enjoy the challenge, but I I really do like there's something about getting in the booth and focusing like hyper focusing on the vocal performance and what it sounds like because there's no other way to express the emotion. It has to be purely you have to purely understand what the character's feeling just from the voice. So uh, I really like that there's a purity in that. Very cool.
0: Yeah. I think the evolution from like from just commercials and and how you kept on going until you got to voice acting and you kept on doing that that's awesome. I think that evolving and changing is something that just happens naturally. And I I do wonder how was the shift from just acting to voice acting and stuff like that. How was that?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's ner- a little nerve wracking at first because there's always nerves to deal with when you're doing any kind of performance. You know, like if you're performing on stage there's the aspect that this is live and if i make a mistake there's no take 2 like they're all going to see it and so there's that and then on a set there's okay do i look okay am i am i conveying the right emotion you know so that you're being watched you know like a close up is like you know the camera's right up there and you you got to give your performance and a bit of nerves and emotion there what i didn't what i didn't realize is when you get into the booth with this professional mic equipment and then everything you, you can hear there's, it's so good. You can hear every breath. You can hear your heartbeat almost sometimes. You can hear every time you swallow, you're like, oh, that's what I sound like? <laughs> it's just so you have to like what I did to get rid of that was to take one headphone off and one headphone on so that I could hear what my voice actually sounds like and what it sounds like on the mic. And then your brain kind of pieces those two together. But yeah, they're very different. They're different mediums, but you come from the same place. The the emotion has to be there in the performance either way.
0: Yeah. And I I think that a change between those kinds of things would definitely be nerve wracking, but I also feel like they're it's all in the same sort of category, and and that can definitely help you out there if you've done other things than like acting.
1: For sure, for sure. And sometimes when you when you feel the, that's a good nerve wracking, like excited before a performance is that's a good kind of it's not like a bad stress, it's a good stress. So like yeah, it's important to like know that when you're going into something new it's like the same thing as a sprinter feels you know before that big event there's there's all those nerves and that hyper you're gonna focus and you're gonna perform so yeah it's a good thing and eventually you get used to it and uh but i I don't think it ever goes away because if you really care about your performance and you really care about what you're doing that's always going to be there you know there's always going to be a little bit of okay here we go you know
0: absolutely speaking of I, I mean I just sent in an audition for my school play and there's always just that little bit of a, oh my
1: gosh, here here it is. That's awesome. Well yeah. we'll break a leg. Good luck.
0: <laughs> Thank you. How'd you get your first voice acting role? Uh,
1: voice acting. Okay, well I started doing it's called ADR. So um I don't know if you know what that is. It's it's after you do a movie, you go in and you re record some of the lines. And so that, that was my first time going into a studio and, and recording you know, over an image. But it was, it was my own lines that I was just redoing. Then I started uh, – <laughs> it's a funny story. I, I, got a, I got a part on the cartoon series Arthur. I, do, you, do you ever watch that? Did you ever see that show?
0: Yeah, yeah. That was, okay. that was actually a solid part of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, cool, cool, yeah. So I had a role on there, but it only lasted two episodes, and they never aired because when I got the role – my voice started to change. So I was like 12, 13. And in the audition, I was able to keep it up that high. I was like, hey, you know, like I, I could keep it really high. But then when we actually came to recording, you know, hours and hours of, of recording, it started mm-hmm. to crack. And I was uh, and they're like, oh, sorry. But, you know, he really needs a high voice, a high pitched voice. So I didn't I, I didn't end up getting it. and That was crushing. And then just like, even even now, sometimes I'm like, man, that show did really well. <laughs> and I have fr- I have friends that were on it, and I met like you know it's great, but yeah. So that was my first uh, into that. But then I, I started doing radio commercials and TV commercials, voice like the voiceover part. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, I gotta say like I was I was kind of like oh well that's not real acting that's commercials It's commercial acting you know like, but mm-hmm. it's now I love it because it's so it's so quick and different and dynamic, and every every spot is a different audience and a different message. And, and they're funny. Some commercials are hilarious. Some of those Super Bowl commercials, like they win awards. They're, they're incredible. So a lot of creative people in the advertising industry and, and there's a lot of attention to detail. So I, I grew to love it. Like I love doing advertising just as much as I like doing cartoons and video games. And I think what's cool is I like doing all of the different kinds of things. Like you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into like, I do video games. I do, because the more, the more things you do, in the industry, the, the more perspective you get. And you get to see it from different angles and, and come up with better performances. And you get to see your career a certain way too. So, yeah, I think it's great not to not to pigeonhole yourself and do as many things as you as you possibly can.
0: Wow, that was a lot to unpack there. So, first of all, <laughs> Sorry. when it comes to... Um... <laughs> no, it's great. It's incredible. So, when it comes to what you call ADR, that we actually have this little, like, program for, to take out all this, like... My mom, she helps me out with that. She takes out – has me, like, say a line into where I screwed it up.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so you do um, do that already then.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Great. also take out some like, the ums and ahs because, like – because I do ums and ahs a lot. Like that, like I stopped and stuttered and, you know.
1: I, I do know. too. I do too. We all do it. When, it when, when we're just talking, we all do it. It's hard to learn. But then, you know what's funny is when you take them all out, it's like – it makes it less conversational so there's like a fine mm-hmm. line between you know absolutely yeah.
0: and then when it comes to um, arthur it, that's it's it's kind of sad that you lost the role for that cuz then you could probably go back like later and just point and point your character out to me and i'd be like oh my god i've actually seen this character before cuz yeah. i did watch arthur and well i'm um, i mean well i don't remember the best i do i do remember some of the characters and stuff so i think, think i think it's always cool how certain people land certain roles and always to hear people's stories. I say that a lot to hear people's stories. But I guess that is the name of the the show, isn't
1: it? A Gamer Story, so... But that's so cool because then you can piece them all together and and create your own story, too. So, yeah, it's really... And like I said before, I think it's great you're doing this at such a young age. You know, some people take forever to start doing something like this and you're going to be way ahead of the game. You already are, so, yeah, that's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully (laughs) I will grow... So we gamers know your voice uh, from games such as Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Ghost Recon, and Kena, Bridge of Spirits. So what do you enjoy about voice acting video games? The
1: thing I love the most about it is that coming from as a film actor and a a television actor, you you can play parts that you look nothing like. So I would never get some of these roles in a TV show or in a film. But if I can sound like it, and I can move like that character, then I can I can book that role, which is really cool because you know i'm I'm five barely five eight. I'm not a very big guy, but I've played in these games. I've played some like big like monsters or tough guy soldiers or hardened criminals that are like and they just scale it up, you know, and your voice, you can change your voice and you can. so I, I love the range that it that it gives um, and the fantastical aspect too, like you can play. Creatures that don't even exist like you can play all kinds of things and it, unlike some animation, but you can also you also embody the character too with with the uh, motion capture stuff on. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Benedict Cumberbatch. He did um, uh, the dragon in The Hobbit and you see he's he like he's a dragon like you're watching him and it's, it's amazing how he's doing this and then he knows what's going to be added on to his performance afterwards. So it's just it's like it's like playing. It's it's a it's a fantastical world that we all create together, and it's a lot of imagination. So that's what I love the most about it. I'd say.
0: Yeah, I I agree when you said it's a lot of imagination because I've seen people who like create and who who work for hours and hours on these games. Of course, I've had a ton of interviews, and, and some people are artists. Some people are like they direct everyone how to do things. Some people are game writers, right? And I see just how much creative thought goes into these things. And now when I play a video game, I'm, like, focused. I look at every line. I'm trying to, like, pay attention to what they do to see, like, like, oh, how meaningful is this actually to the game? I don't skip, like, cutscenes anymore now. Like, yeah. I actually, like, focus on, the, like, the game intensely because, like, everyone plays a part. And, and it's, I just, and they create a world so well. Uh, recently, I've been playing uh, Destiny 2. Really enjoying that. It, I think the the world they create. Like I, I played like maybe like three percent of the game, but I feel it still feels like a lot, and I understand it all, and it's awesome. I just, I just find it
1: that awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I do the same. I can't watch. I can't watch a movie or a film anymore without thinking about the continuity and thinking about the sets and the writing and oh that dialogue that's great like yeah and it, sometimes it, it makes it tough because you can't actually just relax and enjoy the thing you're all, you're looking at it intently but that's that's cool because I mean whatever what other job can you watch TV or play video games and you're actually doing research you know like you're actually yeah honing your craft and getting better seeing what's out there
0: yeah absolutely and I assume like you. Probably, like, watch, like, other works of, of fiction to kind of get a grasp on what you're doing.
1: For sure. And we, we get to brief before we do games as well. We get to, you know, they show us the art the artwork. They show us the world. They show us YouTube videos of similar characters. Like, we, we do a lot of research. Uh, we do some on our own, but then we also do it with the, with the gaming companies before we start our performances. So that's really cool. And then we're all on the same page, too, you know?
0: I totally know because in school... Um, like there's like food projects and everyone is just like wild, nobody knows what's going on, someone's not doing work, people are working super hard over here, someone's like in the middle, someone's trying to work and they can't work. So getting on the same page is something that's very important, very important.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: No matter where it is, no matter what, whether it's a school or something big, like, like a movie or, um, or a video game. So um, how are voice acting roles different from like visual acting?
1: Hmm. well voice. Yeah, like I, like I said, you can play a completely different character. Uh one, two, you can't rely on a lot of the things that you would. Like if you're if you're on film or on, on television, you can rely on your props. Like okay, this jacket makes me feel more like a like a criminal and this this suit makes me feel more like a businessman and this this gun helps me, you know, like all the props and the the costumes, they're not there. So, you have to really imagine it and then to telegraph the performance to the audience it's it's all in your voice it's all like you have to make it that surprise very clear because there's no yeah you can't show that you're surprised you can't you can't act it out even though you do in the booth because it helps you get the the voice performance out but there's less there's less to tell the audience what's going on so yeah it's different it's different sometimes i even for playbacks i even like i close my eyes and i just listen so that I, i tune out everything to just hyper-focus on what it sounds like, you know? And then, okay, cool. And I've, I've seen some other directors do that too. They just, they close their eyes and listen because it helps to just, what is it going to sound like? And and also another interesting fact about voice acting for commercials, let's say, is that if you do a game or, or a movie, the audience is going to watch it once, twice if they love it, three, four times if it's a fan favorite, you know, maybe 10. But if you do a commercial on the radio or a commercial on television, they see it four or five times per commercial break, right? Or if you're listening in the car, that that commercial's playing 10 times. You've heard it 10 times on your way to work, on your way to school or whatever. So if it's a bit off, it's very annoying. And the the the, the audience will pick up on that right away. They're like, ah, oh, you know, so it has to be perfect. Like there has to be no little moment that's a little too long or a little too. And at first that was very tough for me because I was like, what Why are we doing, like, 200 takes of this? It's crazy. Like, let's just move on. And it's like, no, this is all we're doing. It's this 30 seconds with this one line. That's it. So it's got to be spot-on perfect. And uh, I grew to like that. I actually like that now. It's cool. Wow.
0: And I, I think that it's very important to get things right. But not only is it, like, tedious, but it will help you, right? Cause like I'm gonna do another video game analogy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I play like I play really hard video games sometimes. Like not like not like Dark Souls hard because I'm not that good yet. I'll get there. I'll get there one day. But um, <laughs> but like hard for me. And then when I grind at a level for like days and days and days because because I'm not the greatest greatest at video games. <laughs> but I'm, I'm but I'm at least okay. But I'm grinding and grinding. And then I beat the level, and then I move on to the next level, and it just and I just beat, demolish it. It's like what I just I, I just learned a new craft, like yeah, I, yeah. I destroyed
1: it. It's so, practice. It's practice. I, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. Like, go ahead. Like I think you're right. It, it's practice, and and I, I gotta say, like some, <laughs> I've seen some actors, you know, complain if it's too long or it's too many takes or it's too you know but then if you if you reframe and you think about it differently and you say okay well some actors are paying for acting lessons i'm getting paid to do this and i'm learning so it's like this is just a lesson this is just if i if you look at it as a learning experience i think that works with everything in life right if you look at it as a learning experience then yeah it changes it and you're actually going to start enjoying it and you and you see the benefits like you just said the more tedious it is. I try to explain that to my son too. He's he's six and he's in first grade now. Uh, and I try to remind him that it's not working, it's learning. And learning enables you to do cooler stuff. And like, you know, what's I try to tell him what's harder, going to check the mail or landing a, a, a robot helicopter on Mars. And it's like, well, obviously that's harder. I'm like, and it's cooler. It's harder. It's cooler because it's harder. So like if something is more difficult, usually that's because it's it's going to be worth it. Same thing for you know for football players and musicians and actors and gamers and YouTubers and podcasters. Everyone, it's it's you know mm-hmm. that challenge is what makes us better. I have a I have something on, on top of my on my desk is just a reminder, and it says if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So try to live like that, <laughs> and take breaks though, and take breaks. Yeah. It's important to like balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <definitely. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely take breaks though <laughs> because I I remember a story. I don't remember who it was. I think I was just watching a YouTube video. And cause I like listening to voice acting and like stuff like that. Cause I, I find an interest in it, but basically I think this, this guy, he was talking and he said like he had spent like a ton of time in the booth and eventually like after he got out he coughed up blood and I was like oh my god
1: it was just taking a break
0: (laughs) yes I was thinking most definitely so it's it's put effort in but make sure you take breaks
1: (laughs) yeah and I I I try to remind my son that too and when I remind my son that it reminds me I say you know like football players that we watch football together sometimes and I say do you think after this game they just play another game and he's like no I'm like, no, they go rest. They go, they go sit down, they take a, they sleep for probably 12 hours and they rehydrate and they eat and they, they relax until the next game. You can't just go, 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 go all the time. You gotta, gotta take a break. And we actually, with, with all, what's nice now is that with all the science coming out, we know that you function better. And if you're well rested, you can do more in two hours than you would in 10 hours if you're functioning on no sleep and you're pushing too hard. So it's good to, it's good that we're, we're moving towards that as a society, that we understand that we need to rest in order to perform at our best. Definitely. So, yeah.
0: So take us through how you record.
1: Yeah. So, well, it starts in the morning when I know I have a job. Uh, I, start, I start just being a little more <laughs> – I start driving my family crazy because I'm a little more vocal and I just talk a lot more. Because I'm trying to warm up my my vocal cords and my articulation and, and uh, pronunciations and all that. And then I I probably sing a little bit on my way to work. I will project just just warm up, just get rid of all the any kind of inhibition or, or like <clears throat> like you know things in my throat or whatever. And then when I get to the studio, I like to get up there a little bit early. I don't like to be in a rush. Uh, I don't like to you know just rush in and then okay we got to start right away. I like to settle down in the studio, set up my water, set up my space and go over the lines see what the mic sounds like see what that whole thing is like so that when they're ready I'm not like warming up you know that's I think something that we can control as actors I don't want to be like okay they're ready to start so now I got to warm up and get ready when they're ready to go I'm hours warmed up I'm I'm good like let's let's just start this so we do hundreds of lines an hour sometimes in in video gaming and same thing for like commercials. If I know, okay, it's a 15-second spot or a 30-second spot and I have the script, before I even go in, I'll have my timer and I'll read it and I'll see, can I get this in in 30 seconds? How fast do I have to read it to get it in? Do I have time to do this and that? So that, again, I'm not figuring that out in the booth on their time that costs money. It costs money to rent the space. It costs money to hire hire the – I've already got that down. I don't. I'm not experimenting at this point. I'm ready. So uh, I think that's that's really important. and then and then, once you're in there and you're ready, you can focus on listening. that's It's voice acting, right? But the most important thing is to listen and to take to take direction and to see what they really want and to communicate. because a lot of people, uh, even me when I was starting out, i I'd be too nervous to ask, like, "Oh, I, I didn't really understand that." You know, they get, get some direction and then go, "Oh, okay, even though you don't fully get it." It's it's better to say, I don't really, sorry, I don't really understand. Can you say that in a way, you know, and that's better than pretending that you got it and then reading when not what they wanted. And they're like, oh, this guy can't take direction, you know? So it's better to, to communicate, to try to repeat it back to them so that they understand that you understand communication is key. Just being able to listen and to try to figure out what tone they're going for, because uh, it's their project that they're trying to, they're trying to tell a story. And it's our job to do our best to tell their story with our input as well. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that makes complete sense. I I do feel like listening is a pivotal part of all speaking, especially like not only like voice acting, but also like conversation. Just like I have to listen to you and like figure out, oh, where am I going to go next with this conversation? Like, because the next thing I'm about to ask you is something that I picked up on while listening. Since you drive to work, since you said you sing when you drive to work, what's your go-to song?
1: <laughs> uh, I sing, I, I sing a lot of Frank Sinatra when I when I go to work. I also sing some Eminem. Uh, I think he's, I don't think he's too old for, for you some of his content. But the, what I like about some of his songs is is the speed at which he gets the words out. So I try to do there's a song Rap God and I try to mm-hmm. I try to sing it as fast as I can and that really helps warm up the the vocal cords and and my mouth like to... Those
0: are two like Oh yeah, yeah, go
1: ahead. No, no, that's it. Just to warm up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So those are two like wildly different artists. <laughs> like one of them is like slower more jazzy and the other one just like more, more, like rampant just like I think I do that on
1: purpose. I think I do it on purpose because I never know what to expect when I go in sometimes for video games. So I want to be able to have that rapid fire, Uh, yeah, rapid fire, like anxiety driven kind of performance. And I also want to be, if I need to, to be that smooth, you know, slow talking, deep voice kind of, you know, like I want to be able to do both. So I, I prepare both ranges. Yeah.
0: Yeah, makes complete sense. So do you just voice act in your booth or do you like go into the studios or um and now that things have calmed down with COVID? Are you like allowed back in the studios or um, has that?
1: Worked? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Great question. Yeah. For, well, fortunately, throughout all this, we were able to go in to do voice acting because it's it's a very solitary thing. Right. It's just mm-hmm. one actor in the booth. They disinfect before and they disinfect after. And even the technician is on the other side of the glass. So they're in a separate room. And then the directors are all remote. So for a lot of the pandemic, I was still going into studio. But the fact that I built a a booth in my house, that actually, that really did help. Because we do do, I do a lot of commercials from here. I do a lot of auditions, my MP3 auditions. I send them in. They're not on my phone anymore. So, but yeah, but going in, it's funny. Like we got before, you know, the actors wouldn't, we'd talk to each other. But not as much as during COVID because it was the only thing we were allowed to do socially was to go to work. So when we would cross one another in, in the in the waiting rooms or, or you know, we, we would like just be talking like, hey, how's it going? Another human. I can't believe it <laughs> like, You because <laughs> <know? laughs> we, we've been so isolated for so long. And I think that's one of the things that came that carried forward. We, we all kind of appreciate each other a little more now because – we saw what it was like to be completely isolated, you know, in our in our homes. We even had a curfew in Quebec for a while. It was we weren't allowed outside our house after 8 p.m. or something in the winter. Uh and that was tough cuz it's like cold out, short days. So we yeah, we all just appreciate each other a little more now. So, that's good. It's a good uh
0: Mhm. I definitely feel that. I think we had a curfew I think it was like 9 pm I believe if I'm, I don't remember completely, but I think it was 9 p.m uh, I'm in New Jersey so
1: we're okay close all yeah three. my we were allowed to walk our dogs so my wife was walking the dog every night And she was <laughs> figuring out how far she was allowed to go you know it's like you're allowed half a mile from your house so she would map out a circle half a mile like she would go to the really to the extremity of what you're allowed to to do, do yeah yeah
0: that's great. I definitely think that um, yeah, COVID definitely makes us um, all thankful that we're um, that we're able to come together. But it's definitely important that uh, you got to you got to see people once in a while, and uh, and it keeps you sane <laughs> effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was practically on a call with my friend Michael like every day during COVID because we play like card games and stuff and and ton of fun. So. So which acting roles have you enjoyed the most and why? Or just the most memorable if you if you prefer that?
1: Well I, I have to say now I have to say Taro from from Kenna from Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Just because the performance was so grounded and uh, and he had so much so much of a, a backstory and so much pain in his backstory and just a beautiful character and story all all in all. And then before that I I really liked playing Bean in, in Far Cry New Dawn because he's just ridiculous. As it? it's just he's so funny and, and naive and doesn't really know what's going on and and we had so much fun in the booth. We just we just laughed for hours with every line. It was so funny. And then I guess some of the the Tom Clancy titles like the um, the Division and Ghost Recon and stuff like that because you get to do I got to do a lot of action, which is cool and uh, fighting and jumping over things getting thrown out of helicopters and just really really just fun fun cool stuff so
0: yeah it just sounds like a ton of fun honestly (laughs) and and contrast between um your characters also seems great it also seems that you have like flexibility within voice acting like because like some of your characters can be sad and angry or some of your characters can just be naive and, and jovial and then others are just literally just like bash the door down. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that we don't get typecast in that sense in video games as much. You know, it's not like, oh, he's the tough guy actor or he's the comedic relief actor. It's like, no, you could do everything. Just a little bit of everything. It's cool.
0: Yeah, definitely makes a rounded person.
1: Yeah.
0: A little bit of everything. <laughs> So throughout your career, have you had a lot of support from your family and friends? Like I know your parents, um, they definitely helped you uh, get into acting uh, because you memorized your lines as a kid. But um, what about the rest of your family? And um, yes, were your parents different for like voice acting than they were for original acting? Or?
1: No, they were they were supportive the whole way through everything. I couldn't have I couldn't have had better more more supportive parents. Honestly, I'm I'm extremely lucky that they. They were supportive for everything I wanted to do. My mom used to take me from audition to audition to job to job. My Both parents, super supportive. The rest of my family, too, with a health, healthy dose of grounding whenever things, I got a little famous as a child actor, you know, <laughs> a healthy dose of, you know, put me back, <laughs> bring me back down to, to, to earth. And uh, yeah, and friends, too. I, I tend to gravitate now to, more towards, like, People that are entrepreneurs or other artists just because they kind of understand that um, lifestyle and that, you know, that those ups and downs and that you always kind of have to be trying something new. And yeah, and uh, and family is great. And and my agents too, my my representation, I I was with uh, been with the same agent for a really long time. Um, I was with uh, Susan Glenn, who passed uh, a few years ago, and now I'm with her daughter, uh, Chelsea, with Glenn Talent and just super supportive. I have a new manager as well in L.A. who's super supportive, uh, Blake with The Machine, and a publicist, so Tina with Kindred, uh, and, and it's just, it's important to build a team, like you know how important that is for your family and friends to be supportive, and then you kind of have to expand that to building a team, and that is all going to have the same vision for your career, and, and believe in you, and so that's that's really important. And that being said, there have been people that have been less supportive, uh and I just, to say it in a nice way uh and you it's important to keep those people at a distance because it's inevitable people sometimes get jealous or people don't think that you should try to do what you're doing or they don't they don't really just sometimes they just don't see it they just don't see how that can work and that's okay they're entitled to their opinion but it's important not to have them in your head too much and because it's it's so hard to do anyway that you either need support or nothing at all but you don't want negative uh uh, so that's that's important to develop a, a bit of, a like, boundaries and, okay, thanks for your advice, but no thanks, you know, and just move the other way towards people that support because there's a lot of people that, that are very, very supportive.
0: Yeah. As you were talking about your family and stuff and, like, all your um, – all the people who helped you out, I feel like that, that role – my family and my friends are all super supportive of this. but but the person who's the most is definitely my mom because she's like my manager my agent my like like she's everything she helps me out so much with this stuff that's the best yeah yeah and and when it comes to people who um who don't believe in you or or uh or who who think that what you're doing is not going to work out my dad he always jokes with me he goes he goes you're entitled to your incorrect opinion (laughs) i always so i always laugh about it with him that's a good
1: yeah that's very wise yeah. yeah, and
0: I definitely think it's it's kind of true in a way, where um if where if you don't believe in me, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. You can believe that, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not I'm I'm gonna keep going, you know.
1: Yeah, you can believe that the uh, the sun revolves around the earth, but uh, it's not what, it's not what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Yeah.
0: Sadly. <laughs> so, what's been the most challenging part about this career choice?
1: I guess re- I guess rejection is the most challenging because it's, it's built in just like if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, it's just what nine out of 10 business ideas aren't going to work. You know, if you're lucky, it might be 99 out of a hundred that don't work. So for actors, the auditions, yeah, it's, it's a ton that don't get, we send in a ton of auditions that we don't get and it's learning to not take it personally. It's easier said than done. It's very easier said than done. And then same thing goes for, you know, I do a bit of screenwriting on the side. So Take feedback without taking it personally to to be able to take direction also without taking it personally and setting boundaries, even professionally, even at work. That's tough because you sometimes actors, we have a a sense of scarcity that there's not enough work out there. So we better we have to do everything that comes along. And that's just not true. Uh, There's a lot of stuff out there. And if you're on a set or you're dealing with someone who is not great, then I've walked off. I've walked away a few times and in hindsight, in the moment it's terrifying because you're like, oh, I'm never going to get hired again, (laughs) but but in hindsight, it's like, that's one of the proudest moments of my career was walking away from a few jobs walking out of an audition room saying, yeah, this isn't for me, bye, and leaving, because then going back and talking to everyone that worked on that project they said, wow, you, that's the best thing you ever did because I worked on it and it was a nightmare and you're like, well good, I did the right thing And, uh, it's just good to know that that's always an option. That's always an option to walk away from a situation that's not in your best interest or, you know, that you feel like the people just aren't great. That's always an option. It's not, it shouldn't be the go-to, you know, it shouldn't be like, Hey Todd, can you do a second take? I'm out of (laughs) here. Just leave. (laughs) But, but if it's really bad, if it's really bad, then yeah, you can, you can go, you can go, you could say this isn't working out and take off. So Yeah. I mean, I've never encountered anyone who I've, uh,
0: wanted to like leave with. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I still, um, think that you always do have a right to say, to say no to, if you're putting yourself into something, you always have the right to take yourself out of it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's definitely something that's really important and like rejection, right? Like that would happen. That happens to me too. Right. I could ask like, so, like, a, let's just say I asked, like, a really popular gamer, like, um, PewDiePie to to, come, that? I don't like that guy. <laughs> to come in and help and play. And, um, then he's like, no, I, I mean, I would be crushed, but, yeah, I have to learn not to take it too personally, because this guy has, like, like, a hundred million subscribers and probably gets an email like this, like, like, ten times a day.
1: So, or more and he probably didn't even see it he might not have even seen it because there's so much there's so much yeah so many people out reaching out to him so it's ab- nothing to reflect on you at all it's just nature right, of the game right. yeah if, maybe if you sent it the day before or the day after he would have seen it and said yes or yeah you never know you never know
0: oh yeah and also no this is an analogy I didn't actually send him an email I'm just saying yeah,
1: oh, but yeah. Our- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, that's fine All right, so this is
0: a gaming podcast, so i got to ask you a couple of gaming questions, even though I've had a lot of fun talking to you about voice acting. So do you play any video games, and if so, which ones? And do you play the games that you've acted in?
1: Okay, Uh, I do play video games, and I don't don't usually play the games I was in. Just because I'm so close to them that I prefer watching people play them. Like, I'll, I'll go on Twitch or I'll go on YouTube and watch somebody play the game. And watch how they interact with the character that the characters that we created that's more entertaining for me than to play the game that I was in because I 'm like, well, I know what the story is, I know what you're supposed to do. I know you know so it's not as exciting as watching someone else play but then games that I play myself is uh well, this, this from from my childhood like I, I I played Starcraft for way too long, Starcraft one and two. I played Diablo Two for even longer than that. I used to go to <laughs> I used to go to a friend's house, and it happened a few times that I would play. We'd play all day. You know I'd get there at like 10 a.m. and it would, I'd go to leave, and I'm like, "It's it's 7 p.m. Like, what happened? What happened to the day? is too much." So, so now I, but yeah, Diablo two, II, Diablo three, played some of the Call of Duties a bit. I tried Fortnite the other day. I actually, I actually liked it. It's fun. I can't. I don't understand how to build the constructs. You, know, the-
0: uh, you you have to press whatever button it says in the line where the constructs are, okay. and then press the button that's above it. So like, <laughs> okay. like I play on PlayStation 5, right? So mine would be pressing the O button and then pressing whatever button's above the, the actual constructs, and it will create them if you have enough resources.
1: Okay, see, I didn't get that far in. I just, I just, I was playing it like Call of Duty. I was just hiding in bushes and trying to, <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. No, I'm not even good at, at building at all. Okay. I just know how to do it,
0: and it comes up sometimes. And I'm like, all right, I'll, okay. I'll build this now so I don't get killed. Yeah. And uh, so I can heal up, right? <laughs> but usually I'm just out in the open, like, firing my shotgun at, and just trying to hit something. I, I It happens. It's,
1: yeah, and now, like now, as a as a husband and a father, and with another one on the way, I uh, I have to play games. If I do play at all, I have to play games that have matches. So it's like I'm gonna play a 45 minute match, and then it's over, and then I'm done. Because like a game like Diablo, where there is no end, you just oh, I'll do another run in this dungeon, and then I'll go here, and then I'll level up this, and then I'll I, I play that for too long, and then I and then I'm like I didn't sleep, and so I play yeah like League of Legends or Fortnite. Or war zone because it's it's a match and then i can say after that match i'm out absolutely first of yeah. all and,
0: and second of all congratulations the second one coming on the way sounds like oh, good <laughs>
1: news thank you thank you yeah yeah do do like could be due now like uh any any <laughs> second
0: <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> uh, my biggest news is that a dog is coming over for the weekend it's been a while Oh, that's. I I don't have a dog myself, so I I really want one. But my dad is a little bit of a stickler when it comes to that. But I mean, he's probably going to hear this (laughs) sometime (laughs) later. So, uh, um, (laughs) um, but anyway, do you have like a gamer tag? It's like your username when it comes to gamers. You have like a a go to, yeah,
1: yeah on uh, on Xbox. It was uh, I think it was Shotgun Madness, (laughs) which is not a, it's a little violent, but it was because I I came up with it when I was playing Call of Duty when I was in my early twenties and I I was I was always the shotgun guy I would like everyone would be sniper assault rifle and I would just run around with the shotgun like rah, yelling and throwing smoke bomb grenades and flash grenades and ru- I was just always running so that's I call myself shotgun madness yeah.
0: <laughs> that that sounds like a name that would come out of like Doom. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Shotgun Madness. Yeah, yeah. Or uh Borderlands. Oh, I forgot to mention Borderlands. I played that those a lot. Yeah.
0: Those are popular. Definitely.
1: Yeah. So what do you like about gaming? Uh I like that it's an interactive medium. I like that, you know, it's like you're you're playing a story. I like that it's like an active it's an like an active recovery, you know, like you're you're not just doing nothing resting and having off time. your your brain is still working. So I do find that that whole like leveling up and and it does apply to your your life. Like if you look at your career and your life that way, sometimes, like oh, if I go to the gym every day, then my my weights are going to go up. I'm gonna lift more. I'm gonna get healthier, day by day, by day, by day. If I start running and I run every day, I'll get I'll add a couple of miles every every time, and I'll get faster, I'll get better. I'll, if I put a little bit into my career every day, then you, you so it, it kind of reinforces that kind of leveling up mentality, you know, and it's, it's just fun. <laughs> like, it's just fun. You know, I think we, we need some fun. It's just part of life, you know. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, school, school is very stressful, especially since I'm like right on the verge of moving into high school. Which are like big step, like a big step, because yeah. now we're getting from the point where you're immature to where you like, you need to start growing up a little bit. <laughs> so that's uh, it's a lot, and video games really helps with that. So I, yeah. that's why I, I really enjoy them, and and obviously same reason as you, fun. It's, they're just plain old fun, you know.
1: Yeah, and especially during the pandemic, like having fun with your friends it's fun. Like you're playing games with them. You're cooperating. You're, you're talking on the phone at the same time. And, and it's like a low stakes fun environment. It's not, you know, okay, well, what time is our next class? What are we doing here? What are we doing there? It's just, it's just like, how do we conquer this castle together? How do we, you know, do this? I don't know. It's a funny tangent. I don't know if you, you have time or if this will make it into the podcast, but I had a friend, this is like the most fun I've ever had gaming or the funniest. We were playing Borderlands together and then I logged on and I saw his character in a game. So I went in and I engaged the enemies and then they started coming and I'm like I'm I'll save you. I got you. I got you. And I'm I'm firing and I'm pushing him out of the way. I'm like I'm like move. Come on. Get out of the way. What are you doing? And I'm yelling and I played for like half an hour. But my friend my friend was in India. He was in India and he left his computer on. In sleep mode, with his character there, and I, I, so I played a whole game with someone who wasn't there, and he came back and he looked at his character. He's like, "What happened here? I was just sitting in town. Like, what? What's all this? Like, <laughs> this carnage." <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of. fun. Not probably making it. In. It wasn't even that long. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and also when when you said it, it's just like. Like a, a way to relax and stuff, it's it's all relaxing until someone throws the controller.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's when it's time and to put. That it, that's when it's time
1: to leave it down. You throw it down, you yeah. leave it down. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, hasn't happened yet, but uh, can't wait to see the day that it does. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, we have a lot in common, honestly. I also love acting, and as I said, I just auditioned for my um school play, which yeah. is. Awesome, really nerve wracking, but also awesome. But what we really have in common is uh, actually martial arts. Uh, I've been practicing taekwondo for about seven years, give or take, off and on. Wow. Um, because of a surgery that happened, that kind of screwed it all, all up, and then I had to redo it. And you know what? It all that's for a different time. But yeah, for like seven years, and like uh, I think you have really enjoyed martial arts. Uh, is that as well? Is that true?
1: Yes. Yeah, martial arts has has always been a grounding thing that I do, that that I've done since I was five. And whenever, it's funny, whenever I'm like thriving or whenever things are really tough, I I always go back to to doing martial arts. Whether it's, I I just bought a bag, like a heavy bag with the the water base. I put like sand and water. It's 350 pounds (laughs) and it's out in the backyard. And uh, yeah, like hitting the bag and getting into a zone and... Or sparring with a partner and it's like it's like that kind of thing with gaming where you get into focus and you're not stressed and for me it just feels like a perfect it's just perfect because you're physically moving your body which is great for you you're exercising you're you're exercising your mind at the same time like how to land the punch what what comes next you're reacting uh you're staying calm it, it, it's like it's the best sport honestly i think it's the best sport and it teaches you confidence and control, and the need not to fight. A lot of when I was growing up, I mean things are a bit different now, but when I was growing up in in high school and just after high school, a lot of a lot of other guys my age would get into fights all the time, like all the time. It was ah, oh, they're fighting after school, they're fighting here, and they went to a bar and they got into a fight. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, why are they fighting all the time? And it, for me, I never had the I never had the urge or the need to prove myself. Like, oh, I can, I, you know, I prove that I can fight. It's like, I know I can fight. I fight at competitions. I fight with my friends, like, in martial arts class. I know what I can do. I don't need to go around and prove that, you know? And so that that is a big thing. That's one of the, the biggest benefits. And you never know. Like, you can get into one fight and really hurt yourself. So the fact that it kept me out of trouble like that is uh, priceless, honestly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, like, in our, like, dojo or like uh would call it i'm not exactly the best with names but we have like these we have like words like plastered up and i and i think it's like respect confidence like control like you know like all the things that you would need to be like a martial artist in my case tech uh do Mm taekwondo, um and it it actually like means something everything like means something to you it's like first thing is like it's always for self-defense not for just to beat someone up, you're not going around trying to steal lunch money with it. You're using it for a reason, mm-hmm. and um, that's something I that can definitely translate into other things in your life. Um,
1: Absolutely, it's like Yoda. Yo- Yoda says that too. You know, the Force mm-hmm. is always meant for defense, never for the attack. Right? It's mm-hmm. it's that's what it is.
0: The fact that you remembered that is, is is awesome because I can't remember. Um, I can't remember any Yoda lines. Um, <laughs>
1: Well, hard to s- hard to see the dark side is. <laughs> That's what, and then my Yoda's not great, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it definitely it definitely is important, and I and I do feel like it's a great sport, um, for all those reasons. So as we wind down, I know you've been acting and entertaining for over twenty five years. So uh, what makes you keep
1: doing it? Well, I, I love. I just. It changes. It's not like a job where, you know, you okay, you get the feel for the job and now you just keep doing that. It's the fact that it changes and the industry changes and the way people engage with the content changes. The culture changes, the stories you're telling change. So it keeps me excited and, and wanting to continue to be a part of it because of the dynamic nature of the business. And the fact that it's one of those things that everything you learn in your personal life, everything you experience, you can then translate it into the characters you play. So now I can play different characters than when I was 25. And when I was 25, it was much different from when I was 15. Right? So all that, like, becoming a father changed the kinds of roles that I could go in for. And, yeah, it's just everything you learn, you can translate it to the screen or to your performances, and you can try to figure out a way to make it into the stories you want to tell so i don't see myself leaving the industry anytime soon i just see myself bouncing around in it you know like writing for a bit and then and then producing for a bit and then going back to voice acting like just doing all kinds of different things because there's so much to do it's like there's it's like it's like that you know it's like being bored at disneyland how are you going to be bored there's there's like 100 rides go on this one go on that one go over here it's it's always exciting so yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good, good analogy there because I love Disney, specifically <laughs> Disney World. But because uh, yeah. that has even more than Disneyland. Like, how you're going to be bored at Disney World? And <laughs> hop over to the next park, do like, do, like Rise of the Resistance or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I definitely feel like it's a very flexible industry. So that's definitely something that's um, that's good for uh, people who want to do different things within the same like sort of category. So what do you see yourself doing next?
1: Uh, well, I wrote, a, I wrote a children's book with my wife, uh, and we're just fine-tuning it. We have the, we have the illustrator. We have the, the, all the illustrations are done. The, the main text is done. We're just fine-tuning it. And it's for, I guess, like four to six-year-olds. It's a story that I've been working on for years and years that I finally wanted to tell. Uh, it's about a plant. It's about a young plant coming to life and figuring out what it is. Finding finding themselves, and then I am working on another uh, video game title that I can't say yet uh, because I'm under non-disclosure. Obviously, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. And I'm and I'm actually I'm I'm uh, writing I'm rewriting a a comedy pilot that I wrote. It's um it's it's about the space industry. So it's a comedy about a workplace comedy about space, like the companies that are making rockets and. Sending satellites up into space Because uh, I'm a huge, huge space fan I listen to the Planetary Radio podcast It's the Planetary Society's podcast uh, And it's, it's Bill Nye Is the, uh, you know, one of the founders So yeah, so I'm trying to tell a story In that in that space New space uh, Yeah, and uh, that's it And I'm going to be a father for the second time In a, in a day or two So <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome Finally, uh, is there anything you want to tell my audience
1: that uh, I haven't already asked you? Uh, no, just thanks so much for having me on. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, check out Cana Bridge of Spirits. Uh, it's on PS on the PlayStation and on PC. Awesome. And I
0: think with that, we're going to wrap it up. So thank you very much for being here. Well, thank you. Yeah. Todd, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I'm so glad we were able to discuss your long and diverse career in acting and, of course, your contribution to the gaming world. By being open to change and opportunities, you've created a career that has spanned three decades. For those listening, please make sure you follow Todd on all of his social media platforms. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Gamer Story Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, right? and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, you can reach me directly at agamestory.com. Thanks for listening.